0: SAFM Sports Rack. Good evening to you, I am Brad Brown, with you until 10 to 7 tonight a special edition of uh, the PM Live coming your way 10 minutes to 7 o'clock for the State of the Nation, they'll be crossing live to Cape Town uh, at around 7 o'clock so a slightly shortened SAFM sports wrap tonight, but we will be chatting super rugby and cricket, and let's start with some cricket news though, India going great guns after they dismissed South Africa for 204 they're currently 110 for the loss of 2 after 16 overs, the South African ladies team lost to India as well today they lost by nine wickets in their second T20 international India take a 2-0 lead in that five match series meanwhile Australia completed the highest run chase in T20 history they beat New Zealand by five wickets to maintain their unbeaten run in the T20 tri-series in Auckland they did it with seven balls to spare chased down 244 on to some football now and there are three four matches to look forward to in the APSA Premiership this weekend uh, tonight it is Maritzburg United up against Amazulu tomorrow at 3.30 Baraka face Chipper United and Bidvest Witz travel to Golden Arrows Gavin Hunt's men are only one point adrift of Abafana Bastende and Golden Arrows coach Clinton Larson knows how dangerous the students are going to be at the Princess Mogogo.
1: I said it at the beginning of the season after five games when they were bottom I said Witz will finish inside the top so that what that's what i said uh, after five games because there's just too much quality there uh, Gavin's a, a, a shrewd coach he, he knows the business he you know he'll he'll win when it matters most and uh, um, i said it there's just too much quality in that team for them to to struggle over 30 games you know and you can slowly see them uh, picking up a little bit of momentum.
0: The match of the weekend sees title contenders Cape Town City take on Kaiser Chiefs at the FNB Stadium. On to paddling now overnight, leader Andy Burkett and Hank McGregor showed their true class by staging a stunning comeback on the second day of the FNB Doozy Canoe Marathon. After an early morning mishap, Dave McLeod has more. Less than half an hour into the 46km stage from Doozy Bridge to
2: Inanda Dam, Burkett and McGregor badly bent the rudder on their boat. They stopped to try and straighten it, but they were still battling with their steering. Sponello, Cuella and Siseco and Tondini pounced and gleefully snatched the lead. While McGregor and Burkett stopped at the Mariani-Foley causeway to replace the rudder with their seconds, and Stott and in coeza passed them, as did fourth-placed Karl Falscher and his Hungarian partner Adrian Boros. But in the second half of the day, the sheer class of the crew made up of the current world number one and two came to the fore. They closed down the deficit to 90 seconds by the start of the Ananda Dam paddle and then hauled in the two lead boats with alarming ease to retake their overnight lead in an insprint. sprint. The Peak sisters, Jordan and Kana had a great day in the women's race and they preserved their five-minute lead over Bridget Hartley and Christy McKenzie going into the final stage. Dave McLeod at Ananda Dam at the FNB Doozy Canoe Marathon.
0: Coming up next here on SAFM Sport Trap, we'll chat some super rugby. SAFM Sports Rap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and it starts this weekend, Super Rugby 2018. And the only thing that's 18 in the tournament this year is the year that it starts in, back down to 15 teams. And uh, only three, or two matches, three South African teams in action this weekend. We're joined by Johan de Roux on this evening's show. Johan, welcome back onto SAFM. Thanks for joining us. Thank you
1: very much, Brad. Great to be back.
0: Johan, I'm a bit more excited for Super Rugby 2018 than I, I think I was combined for last year and the year before. I think 18 was an experiment that went horribly wrong. Uh, I think 15 teams is way better, and I said it last night, I think 12 is the optimum, so we, we're moving in the right direction. Uh, but it all starts tomorrow. At Newlands in Cape Town. The storm is up against the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, I must say that. I'm also I'm really, really excited for this uh, Super Rugby season to get underway because it is strength versus strength. I also agree with you. I think there might be two or three teams that don't quite belong in Super Rugby just yet. But of course, the Sun Sunwolves have to be there with the Rugby World Cup being in Japan in 2019. But yeah, tomorrow's game at Newlands. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter than what a lot of people are expecting. I think a lot of people think that the Stormers playing at home, they should run away with it. But this Yaguaro side is looking very, very decent. They also have a new coach, uh, former Wallabies forwards coach Mario who took over in October about, I think, and I think he might just be the right coach to bring uh, enough structure, and I also thought about it over the last couple of seasons, the Jaguars have struggled a little bit in Super Rugby, and I think it's because they haven't been able to plan this entire season properly, but uh, the Desma has the the knowledge that comes from being the the former Wallabies forward coach, so I think he might be the right person and the right coach to just bring about enough structure in the Jaguars side, plenty of talent available in the side, still Nicholas Sanchez is there Obviously in previous there, in particular, at the fullback uh, is, is there as well. So I think tomorrow's game is going to be a little bit tight, but I do expect the Stormers to sneak it just with that home-ground advantage. And I also think that the Stormers have the advantage of going into the season a little bit more settled than what they were last season. Uh, Robbie Flick made quite a few coaching changes at the beginning of, of last season, and now they've had a year of Super Rugby with the new way that they wanted to play the game. And I think that they might be a side to look out for this season again.
0: They are going to be without two notable players. Uh, they do have a couple of injury concerns, and Ibanetzibeth not playing. Peter Steff toy also not playing tomorrow. Uh, are they? Are they going to? Is that going to leave a, a big hole in the in the Stormers pack? I think
1: those two players will always leave a hole if they aren't playing, but they do have Jerry Schickling and Chris Ronsale who played together the, almost the entire Curry Cup season and they were really, really good as a combination. They helped uh, Western Province to that Curry Cup title last year. So I don't think forward wise the Stormers have much to be worried about. I am a little bit concerned about the Stormers backline and Damian Willemser is at fly half and he's kind of seen as the preferred fly at the moment. He was a little bit exposed last season in the few games that he played in Super Rugby, but also at Curry Cup level. So I'm a little bit concerned about 10 because Damien Willemser, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to step up when the Stormers go overseas and they take on the likes of the Crusaders and the Highlanders. And also, we don't know when John Littiplecy is going to be back, so Damien Willemser might have to play fly-off the entire season. The other two positions that I'm also a little bit concerned about is the two-wings. Sabinus so and Natla, Raymond Rule, very exciting players, unbelievable with ball in hand. They've got their X-factor, but on defense, they've also been shown to be lacking a little bit in that department. I don't think the Jaguars will be able to expose them, but again, if the Stormers go over to Australasia, then uh, I do think the, the likes of the Crusaders will expose our, our back three a little bit. Dylan Lakes has been moved back to fullback, which I think is his preferred position, so I'm very happy with him there, but, but like I said, Teobelis and Nathanae and Raymond Rule, as a combination, I'm not quite sure if that is going to be the best way for the Stormers to go
0: into the rest of the season. The second uh, and only other fixture of the weekend is uh, a local derby, the Emirates Lions up against the South Sea Sharks. Uh, let's touch on the home side before we look at uh, what's in store for the Sharks. The Lions uh, buoyed with the news that Warren Whiteley's back from long term injury. He's the, the inspirational leader that's done amazing things for them. But the other guy who was key in their success over the last few seasons, Johan Ackerman, he's moved on as coach, so the brain there now. Do you think they're going to have the, the continuity within that squad to to sort of pick up where they left off under, uh, under Akers? Or, or are we going to see a, a very different outfit? Although Swayster Brain was involved in, in that setup for, for, for a while.
1: I'd, I'd, I heard uh, Warren Whiteley speak about it uh, this, uh, this, uh, in the build-up to this game, and, and he says tactically not much has changed. So the brain has kind of just taken over from Johan Ackerman. And as you mentioned, So the brain was part of Johan Ackerman's coaching staff. But I think the big difference between Juan Ackerman and, and So the brain is their personalities. Juan Ackerman, a very strong character, a very tough character, the Brain, if you've ever spoken to him, he is a very, very mild, very kind character. I'm not sure what he's like in the changing room, uh, but during his press conferences and, and having a chat with him afterwards, a very, very relaxed character. I don't know if that is what the Lions need going forward. I suppose only time will tell. Tactically, the Brain, excellent, but sometimes you just need the right personality in the Lions setup, and I'm not sure if the Brain is going to be the right person to take the Lions forward. But quality-wise, I think the Lions is probably the side, the South African side, with the most quality players in their side. You mentioned there Warren Whiteley, uh, Malcolm Marks, the recently named South African player of the year. Kroha Smith is back for them as well after he's since uh, with the sevens department. And then, uh, if you look at that back line, Undies could see a line on Mapu uh, and, and Alton Yankees and Ross from here, almost the entire Springbok back line as well. So, a lot of quality in their side. With home ground advantage, I do expect them to be just a little bit better than the Sharks this weekend, but I don't think anybody can't forget what happened in that quarter final last year when the sharks came very close to causing a massive upset over the lions, and that's also because the sharks have a great coach in Robert DePrier as well. He's a very tactically very smart coach, and he's definitely going to go to Ellis Park this weekend just to go and uh, cause an upset. But uh, at the moment, I, I do think with home ground advantage, the Lions should be too strong
0: absolutely you you mentioned the hole at uh, fly half for the stormers uh and that hole is partly the cause uh or, or the reason for that hole is uh is Robert Dupree Jr. who's moved to the Sharks. And he's starting tomorrow. It's it's quite an interesting selection dilemma that uh, the old man's got, uh, Robert Dupree Sr., because he's got Cohen Bosch in his squad as well, who we've seen uh, what he can do at fly half. And who do you play? Obviously, Robert Dupree Jr. Had a, had a great season last year. Is he better? Is he a different style fly half? But it looks like he's gone with uh, the family member for tomorrow. Kerwin Bosch starting on the bench, I think, at fullback. Your Your thoughts on on that, do you think Cohen Bosch should be starting? What, what's what's the deal? Is that going to be sort of the way it's going to be all season? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it's a very brave call, obviously, from Robert uh, Dupree uh, being in his son and replacing uh, a Springbok flyer from in Kerwin Bosch with his son. But if you base it on last season's Curry Cup performances I do think Robert Dupre definitely deserved his spot in that starting side. I actually thought that at one stage the way that Robert Dupre was reading, leading that Western Province backline I thought he deserved to go on that Springbok end of year tour as well. He really was phenomenal and I think he almost, I don't want to say almost single-handedly, but he played a very, very big part in not only getting Western Province into that home semi-final with that victory over the Sharks in the the last round of the Curry Cup, but also in leading the Western Province team to the Curry Cup title. He, he was absolutely wonderful in that final against the Sharks. So, I think he deserves his spot in the side. I do feel a little bit for Kerwin Bosch and for the Springbok management as well. Obviously, they are grooming Kerwin Bosch to become the next Springbok fly-off, but it's also an interesting call for me that they rather opted for Luazi and Volvo at full-back instead of Kerwin Bosch. Kerwin Bosch sitting on the bench, I thought at least uh, Bosch would be able to wear the number 15 jersey, but it's a great uh, selection dilemma for or for Robert De Pere, De Pere Sr. to have because you've got the rear two really good, promising young fly in his side.
0: Absolutely, and a very exciting backline as well. They've got a couple of the Kings players. I think Magzolim Pimpi's moved to the Sharks as well this season, so I think that is going to be one of the backlines to watch this year, so we'll watch that one very closely. We'll have updates uh, on that second match here on SAFM tomorrow afternoon during SAFM Sports Special with John Gerriche. Johan Leroux, as always, great to catch up. Enjoy the rugby tomorrow, and we look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks, SAFM Sports Rap. Well, we head to Supersport Park in Centurion now where things are not going according to plan for the Prodiers. It is the final of 6-1 the internationals in the series. India currently lead the series 4-1 and are pretty close to making it 5-1. Aslam Kota joins us now. Aslam, this is going to be one the proteus are going to want to forget.
3: Yes, Brad, in fact, the whole series. You talk about a plan when well, it doesn't look like there was a plan at all today because they batted so badly. they were 204 all-out in those... Uh, uh, what, just 46.5 overs, and as you join us, Kohli uh, has struck yet another boundary. He's on to 14 in these innings of 63 not out. He's there with Rahani on 15. They're 124 for two. Just to go back to that very quickly, they haven't, uh, in three innings in the series of six, uh, have, sco- have batted more than 50 overs, uh, or their full 50 overs, Brad, and that's why today was especially disappointing. They were put into bat on a real placid pitch by the Indians, and uh, the captain himself said that uh, the Indian captain himself said that what they want to do is actually get uh, put their team under pressure of some sort. And he struck just another found, boundary through the covers for four. He's in imperious form. There's nothing stopping Virat Kohli. He moves into the 70s now. And he did say that he wanted his team to be put under some kind of pressure. Well, there was none from the South Africans because the bowlers then got in amongst them and uh, dismissed him. And there was just a score of 54 for Kaya Zondo. His, uh, his maiden 50 coming off the 67 balls eventually he was out. For 54 of 74, he hit three fours and two sixes. There was 34 de who was bowled by Chahaw. 22 for Heinrich Claassen, And then Andile Phehlukwayo played a wonderful hand again towards the end. 34 of 42, hit two fours and two sixes to give South Africa some semblance of respectability in that score of just over 200. There was four wickets for 52 runs for Sharduk Thakur, the seam bowler, his first outing in this on this particular tour. And then in reply, in the, with a target of just 205 to get Shikhar Dhawan, and uh, Shahama opened. Shahama was the first to go. He was caught by Klaassen of Ngidi for 15. And then uh, Shigal Darwin struggled along today, eventually falling to a catch by Zondo at point of the bowling of Ngidi for 18 of 34. He struck two fours. And I said, uh, Kohli is just an absolute wonder and pleasure to watch in the company of Rahani, who was on s- f- uh, 16, and Virat Kohli on 72. The partnership is worth 49. They need 76 runs to win of 183 balls. Aslam Kota, SAFM Sport.
0: Thank you very much, Aslam. Uh, Don't forget as well, we'll be wrapping things up early this evening here on SAFM Sports Wrap uh, due to the State of the Nation address by new President Cyril Ramaphosa this evening in Parliament. We'll be heading there in just a couple of minutes' time. Before that, though, we'll wrap up the show next and let you know what's coming up on SAFM Sports Special this weekend next. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, it's been a very disappointing day today as far as Proteus cricket goes. Uh, not just today, as Aslam said, the entire series. We just have not been in it, uh, facing down a 5 1 series defeat here against India. And then there's still T20 internationals to come. The first one gets underway on Sunday at the Wanderers in Johannesburg. And all the momentum of the series definitely with the tourists. We'll have live updates for you on Sunday afternoon from that uh, T20 internationals throughout the day here on SAFM. But also Also on SAFM Sports Special with John Carriker. Lots coming up on that show this weekend as well. The start of Super Rugby, as you heard my chat with Johan Leroux. Two matches to look forward to this weekend, and they'll have action from both of them. The Stormers up against the Jaguars. Uh, That one kicks off just after 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And then the Lions against the Sharks. Quarter past 5 kickoff. Johan Leroux will have live updates from that one tomorrow afternoon. There's also PSL action to look forward to. As I mentioned, four matches in all. This weekend, the first one kicking off at 8 o'clock this evening, it is Golden Arrows up against, uh, no, not Golden Arrows, Amazulu rather, up against Maritzburg United this evening at the Princess Mogogo Stadium. And uh, they'll have crossings on SAFM Sports Special tomorrow afternoon. The Doozy Canoe Marathon concludes tomorrow as well. Dave McLeod will be chatting to John Harriker tomorrow afternoon. And one interview I'm really looking forward to is three-time European Tour champion Hini Otto. Uh, the golfer is going to be chatting to John, not about golf, but about cycling. He's riding this year's Cape Town Cycle Tour for charity, and you can get all those details uh, tomorrow afternoon. Then on Sunday, John will be chatting to South African Athletics superstar Mapaseka Makanya, South African middle distance and long distance runner, about the My Township Schools Foundation, a great initiative that um, Mapaseka Makanya is involved in. All the details will be on Sunday afternoon. So that's Happening Tomorrow afternoon between 3 and 7 and then on Sunday between 4 and 6 here on SAFM. So make sure you don't miss out on that one. It should be a fantastic weekend uh, sporting action as it always is with John Gerica. More sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. Make sure you tune in then. Uh, we'll have the final results of the cricket. We'll also uh, hopefully if uh, the cricket is not or if the cricket is finished before the State of the Nation, Obviously we won't have any more crossings, but uh, tomorrow morning you can get all the details. If it does uh, by miracle of all miracles continue through the state of the nation, we'll have updates for you this evening. Thank you very much to my team in Johannesburg this evening, Luyolo and Phineas, for keeping things up to date. And uh for myself, Brad Brown, you have yourself a superb weekend. So I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday afternoon on PM Live. Duane DeLocke will be back on SAFM Sport Trap on Monday evening. Right now, though, it is at 10 minutes to 7, and the build-up to the State of the Nation address continues here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, with Tepiso Makwetla, who will be keeping you company this evening and uh, hearing from brand-new President Cyril Ramaphosa. From myself, Brad Brown, it is 10 to 7. Good night.